All right, awesome. Uh, well, I'm uh, Toby Mack. That's Mike Holmes. Uh, fun fact: if you Google either of our names, you get people way more famous and accomplished. Cool. Absolutely correct. Um, but uh, we, along with Vic, uh, serve as uh, elders of CityGates, and in this capacity, we want to deliver uh, some good um, news to you, some exciting news uh, to you this morning. And so, some of you, uh, maybe you got an email, uh, and so thanks for tuning in and and uh, yeah, listening here. So. There are actually two uh, items of news. The first one is this. Uh, we, as a church of City Gates, are going to be sending Vic on a sabbatical. Now, some of you, if I was live, and hopefully you're comfy in, in your home, I would say, um, hey, who's heard about a sabbatical before? And maybe some of you would stick uh, your hands up. Uh, there certainly are applications to sabbaticals like in uh, the academic world maybe there's um i know there, there's uh, some teachers who get to like work uh for and and travel you know uh, and the, get the fifth off because they've saved up and they spread out their salary uh, of course there's more uh, uh a knowledge of, of mental health and having personal days and and all those kinds of things and those are good points of reference but as we just discuss this a little bit i want to talk about really the ground that we see in the bible for sabbath and of course uh, that starts right on the first page. When we when we open the first page, there is the word Sabbath in Hebrew, which means ceasing. It means we're we're stopping, and it's actually God ceasing. God creates for six days. Uh, he, does he have to stop? No, he doesn't. But he does, and and he and that that's the first Sabbath, and, and we see that played out uh, in the Old Testament, particularly in the people of Israel, where you know they're rest, they're slaves, and they're rescued out of Egypt. And, and God institutes for them a Sabbath. It's actually one of the Ten Commandments where you need to cease. You need to stop. Uh, and, and then that further gets played out. Even uh, in the land, every seventh year, a sabbatical year, they would let uh, the land rest. And then beyond that, seven times seven for, I know it's early Sunday for math, is 49. And then the 50th year was like a special, special one because it was called the year of Jubilee where they would rest even further and, and debts would be paid. Land uh, would be returned. If you uh, you know got into a situation where you had to sell your land, that would actually be returned for you. And there's two things I want to highlight. It just has this really quick sketch. Number one, Sabbath is a gift. To rest is a gift. To, to actually be told to rest, that this is actually good for us, is a gift. And some of us know what it means to violate Sabbath, whether it's daily rest and we start stacking up less and less hours of sleep. Others of us, if we are working through weekends and, and we kind of blow through that or we're not taking types of annual rest, we know the damage that that can do. It's, it's, it's a gift to us. And number two, that uh, Sabbath is an opportunity to trust. You know, in that sabbatical year where they let the land rest, you know, they, they didn't farm the land. Yeah. They had to trust that that sixth year, they're taking in a crop that's going to provide for the seventh year. And so it's an opportunity for us to trust. When we put our uh, heads down on our pillows and the world keeps spinning and we cease our work, we are trusting uh, in what God is continuing to doing even while we rest. And so I want to put that out just as a frame as we talk about Sabbath and you know, in terms of uh, Vic, I, I do have to say, you know, uh, Mike and I get to see uh, obviously Vic up close as we serve together as a team. Uh, there is a kind of um, a, a weight that uh, Vic carries uh, on his heart 
uh, of city gates of you and I, that is, that is, that is different from yourself or Mike and I, he carries city gates on his hearts in a different way. And, and it's been uh, years uh, that he's been doing this. So we feel it uh, a, a good thing. It is a gift for him. It's a gift for the church and it's an opportunity for everyone to trust in God's goodness and gift in this sabbatical. Mike, can you tell us? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I thought maybe what I'd do is I'd kind of let us have a bit of a peek under the hood here. Um, I've had the dual opportunity of, as, as you have, Toby, you've obviously been in both ministry, you run your own business. Um, I've had the same opportunity of uh, leading a church, um, but also running a business. And um, there's pressures and there's stresses in both uh, endeavors. Um, but I would say that I, in, in my experience, the pressures of ministry um, are unique. And certainly, for me, they were different than the pressures uh, of running a business. And, you know, when we, we look at ministry as a vocation, I think the eye test would certainly back this up, even without looking at any stats. I mean, I'll, I'll run a couple of stats out just to horrify everybody, but <laughs> I will talk about from just from the eye test. It's, you know, it's rarely a month goes by without a fairly high profile leader, you know, uh, having to step out of ministry because of sin issues or, or, or so-called ministry lifers, you know, stepping down and just saying, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, it just does have unique pressures. And I was uh, just reading something by uh, Bill Gaultier. I'm going to read this out here. Um, he is, uh, he runs an organization called Soul Shepherding. He wrote this. He wrote, the expectations that people put on their pastors and that pastors put on themselves can be debilitating. Everywhere pastors go, they are expected to be on, ready to give stellar leadership, unending compassion, an inspiring message, an anointed prayer, and words of encouragement. You know, as we minister to others, we may become overstressed, depressed, or caught, uh, caught in compulsive and sinful behavior, or we may find themselves, or we may find ourselves feeling spiritually dry, tired of ministry, angry at God, stuck in our spiritual life, or burnt out. And then he backed that up with some stats that are pretty strong. Um, I'll give you a few of them. Ninety-one percent of people that have uh, have led churches have experienced some form of burnout in ministry. And 18% say they are fried to a crisp right now, which could well be connected to the season we're in. Um, 90% work between 55 to 75 hours a week. Um, I would just say in my experience, when I, when I had to preach on a Sunday, it's like my weekend's always shot. You're not just, you know, you may say, oh, I've, all, I've prepped, but you're, you're carrying the weight of delivering this message, representing God to people. I mean, there's, there's this weight of, the, of course, the performance thing you always have to deal with, but the fact that you're representing God, I think, adds another element to that, to that pressure. Um, 40% of pastors reported a serious conflict with a parishioner at least once a month. Um, I, I tell you right now, I've, you know, in, from a business level, had staff, you have to lay off staff or whatever, and it's tough, or a conflict with a staff member. Um, I could get over that way quicker than I got off, got could get over a, a conflict with somebody who left. Maybe my fault, maybe not. Maybe I knew this true, true story nobody else did. You know, whatever the deal is, I just remember that that there's something about that that weighs on your heart differently. I'll give you a couple more. Eighty um, percent will not be in ministry ten years later. 
and only a fraction of making a lifelong career. On average, seminary trained pastors last only five years in church ministry. And uh, 80% believe that pastoral ministry has negatively affected their families. And 33% said it was an outright hazard. 80% of ministry spouses feel left out and unappreciated in their church. So, um, yeah, that's not, that's not great. That doesn't mean it's hopeless. But I do want to add to this, uh, and, and again, take you under the hood here. There's an added layer to Vic and Tan scenario. Um, they left family and friends to come to a new country and restart a life here. And anyone that's immigrated knows that the physical distance between you and your loved ones is very hard to handle at times. Sometimes it's great, <laughs> but a lot of times it's very hard to handle. You don't have the support systems you have when grandparents are around for your children, etc. Um, they've been here now seven years, which is a, a really great time, I think, for a sabbatical. Typically, people do suggest seven years, but they have been here seven years. And they have pushed through um, some immense challenges, uh, including a grueling immigration process, which I think it'd be good for everyone in the church to kind of know mm. what what that looks like behind the scenes. Most people have no clue what it's like. Um, they've gone through some serious family health challenges, which they've had to pull together as a family. And we've uh, obviously tried to support them in those. But they've also been through a two-year slog through the unknown of leading a church full of stressed people <laughs> through a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in this, Vic has been the constant engine behind online church. And, yep. uh, with all of his intricacies, and he's done an unbelievable job in keeping mm -hmm. City Gates a healthy local church, even though everything has changed, as Courtney will tell you, and continues to change, <laughs> sometimes weekly. Um, plus, Big and Tan lead a small group. Uh, Vic leads a weekly eldership meeting uh, and dives into pastoral challenges whenever needed. Um, he, Vic, is genuinely tired. And uh, by his own admission, is starting to show some cracks. And so now is the mm -hmm. perfect time, I think, for them, him and them, to hit the reset button and take this very well-earned and very deserved break. So I hope that gives you a bit of an idea. Um, they carry the church. Uh, they carry the church in their heart. Vic is, maybe to his, to his cost, a perfectionist and an overachiever and and honestly, has been responsible for putting together this really crazy church experience online, which is so much work. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's been fabulous. If you think about the experience we've had over the last few years, I, I just want to thank Vic and Tan for, for their leadership. It's been incredible. Uh, let me talk about some of the, Toby, anything else you want to add to that? Or can I just, I'll go to some of the logistics before I hand back to you. Um, uh, just to say, I mean, uh, thankfully, in our advanced family, we've had uh, other churches mm -hmm. uh, really implement this and see fruit from it in terms yeah. of leaders uh, taking sabbaticals. And um, I think we that that's something we can look forward to, like the fruit of it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. Hasn't been part of our culture, and that was mm -hmm. a mistake. Uh, but we've been fortunate to be able to look into other contexts, friends of ours that have done, you know, Alan Frow, everybody knows, and Donnie. Mm -hmm. All these guys have experienced uh, 
the, the, the gift of a sabbatical. And so we may be a bit behind, but we're certainly playing catch up here. So, so let's talk about when it will happen. Uh, it's going to be from February the 8th to May the 3rd, um, which is 12 weeks. Uh, I know that this may seem quite soon, but there's a few reasons for this timing. Number one, uh, it's been a year-long conversation on a leadership level, but uh, candidly, Toby and I dragged our heels in creating uh, the sabbatical document. No excuses here. Uh, we dropped the ball. And so that's why uh, it's a now. Um, and there is a key date in May when Advanced Global is going to happen in the UK. And Vic definitely needs to be a part of that and be there. So uh, we wanted to work. We had to work around that date, either up to that date or after that date. And there's a reason why we can't work after that date. And I will hand back to Toby and Loretta, who will talk about that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, guys, for us, uh, we have a, a strong sense of calling to join Lawrence and Liz in Quinell, in BC. And uh, this is a, a, you know, obviously family. We're not leaving any kids behind. This is this is everyone uh, picking yeah. up and going. Um, I think in earnest, really, uh, it really coincided with Lawrence and Liz's visit in in October, and and us feeling stirred and. Um, uh, discerning and looking into it, and um, so we don't we don't have a lot of answers in terms of you know uh, work or where we're going to stay and live and all these kinds of things. Um, uh, but we do have a goal of of uh, moving there this summer. Uh, so that's that would be August, and hopefully to get kids into school and um, to you know start life there. So um, I would say we are feeling all the feelings, like you know, there's ups and downs already, uh, and all the. Uh, for the, the thought of the, the logistics, um, we're leaving family here. Uh, BC is a place we have some familiar with, but you know, in a small town, no, not really. So, uh, man, this is this is uh, it feels a, a little more real as we speak to you and, and let this out uh, wider. Uh, but this means that, uh, first of all, that we would not have wanted to leave with Vic not being there. You know, so if, if Vic took a, a took his sabbatical later in the year, say. Um, May to August, that that really would uh, make that difficult for us. But really, as and and also logistically, that would really only leave Mike um, really uh, uh, you know available. So logistically, we have this was the window in terms of this February to May, uh, and so uh, this is how the there two pieces of, of good news uh, that are uh, one hand separate, but uh, you know are connected as well. And so yeah, that's. That's our news. There'll, there'll be, I think, more opportunities, obviously, for us to to share and flesh it out more, and and to just, uh, yeah, to work it through and and to share more. But um, yeah, that's that's our good news, and and that coincides with this news with the sabbatical. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, come on, Rick, you're not allowed in back in yet. So I okay. Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I get out. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think this is kind of the um, when you we talk about the whole idea of uh, going and sending, and you know, this is the pain of of, of a couple going to to fulfill God's purpose, but the pain you feel in them leaving. So certainly mixed feelings, guys. But uh, you're much loved, and uh, we we stand behind you in this next step as well. So let me just speak to the church before Vic uh, comes in. Uh, City Gates, you're going to be fine. Um, Courtney's going to remain on staff and administrating and communicating. 
Um, she'll be bugging me more and Toby, I'll be bugging her. So it'll, you know, we'll be both bugging her. It'll be, it'll be fine. Um, we've seen the, the preaching team grow over 2021. So uh, we're not concerned about the content, the ability to generate content and key leaders will be uh, stepping into roles and, you know, various tasks and ministries. I will tell you this, that um, Vic and Tam won't be around for three months. And so you, can't contact them. <laughs> and I'm not saying that in a cruel way. I'm just saying that um, if you're a pastor, it's hard to take that hat off. And when mm-hmm. somebody from your congregation contacts you, it's almost like that hat gently slips back on again without even realizing it. So this is a this is a time for Vic uh, and Tan to reconnect with God, reconnect with each other, and not on the basis of having to preach sermons and ministry. So it's a non-ministry uh, time away and it's very important that they have that space i won't even be in contact with if they want to contact edwina myself or whatever that's fine we won't be initiating it so uh mm-hmm. it will be a time where they feel uh unplugged from the church by intention and the final thing is uh please feel free to yeah. reach out to toby myself mm-hmm. or courtney if you have any questions and um, we're on call. Uh, feel free to reach out to us, and we're more than happy to to answer your questions. So excited for Vic and Tan, excited for uh, Toby and Loretta, and excited for City Gates is how I would summarize this conversation. So, uh, Vic, you're allowed in now. All right. Yeah, you're allowed, Vic. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. I uh, really appreciate that, man. I'll take it from here. <laughs> Well, um, I mean, I'm not going to add anything to that other than just saying we are so thankful. We, we really didn't think this was going to happen. We really love, love you and are so grateful and appreciative of, uh, of this gift um, that will be given to our family uh, starting in Feb. So thank you and really excited. Um, I know, I know it's two big announcements and uh, maybe, maybe Toby and Loretta's news is, is the one that is still in the back of your head because actually Tan and I will be back in May. Um, but when Toby and Loretta heads off, uh, it's, it's for a longer season for sure. You know, at least it would, we would uh, treat it as for good. So before I jump into the preach today, uh, I, I just wanted to say to you that if this is something you go, oh my goodness, um, like how can, how can that be? Uh, and uh, what are we going to do? I want to just remind you uh, of the reality that Tan and I uh, came to Canada because God told us <laughs> to go. Uh, and so uh, Lawrence and Liz, who were a part of our leadership team, uh, went to Quenell because Jesus said, go. And they obeyed him. And, and in August, uh, Toby and Loretta are going to go join them in Quenell uh, for the very same reason, because Jesus said, go. And so it's a shock to us, but we have to just stop for a moment and remember the words of Jesus to his disciples. It says, go into all the world and make disciples. And so, I mean, you know, in one sense, I'm like, okay, it's a, maybe a bit of a shock. But in the rest, it's like, you, shame on you for being shocked, <laughs> in a sense. Because as a church, even partnering with Advance, it's all about planting and strengthening churches. How exciting is it that within two years, we both planted and will be strengthening a church plant in one go, like planting the church in Cornell uh, with Lawrence and Liz and then sending one of our key couples. And, and I mean, you know, you can understand why I would like Toby to be around when I'm not around. I mean, even just how he how he framed that sabbatical m- moment biblically 
we love this couple and they will be a tremendous asset because to, to, to the church in Cornell because they've been that to us. But, but this, friends, is stock standard Christianity. And, you know, I stood in front of Lawrence and Liz at that combined gathering and I challenged the whole church saying, hey, maybe God's speaking to you. Well, I mean, maybe I should swallow my words, but he did. And, and I'm even standing here in front of you and, and at home and saying, may the Lord say to many of us still to go. And may we, we be generous people to let leaders go, to let people go for the sake of the advance of the gospel. So, yeah, we're shocked a little bit, but let's not be surprised if we read the words of Jesus who sends and sends and sends. And it's so good that when we give, when we sow, oh, friends, we will reap. I know that, that God is good. He's faithful. So th that's all I have to say about those two big announcements. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>